0: Coming up, I'll reveal the risk of not having friends at work. And then hiring is accelerating in the U.S. I'll unpack the job report. We'll also look at where are we by industry? Opportunity, where's the contracting? Let's go. Helping you win in your work so that you are winning in life. I'm Ken. This is the Ken Coleman Show. Think of me as your coach, counselor, and cheerleader Let's get right to this. Only 2 in 10 Americans report having a best friend at work. And the data is even lower for those under the age of 35. This is Gallup research. So, uh, 35 and older, only 2 in 10 Americans have what they would call a best friend at work. Now, immediately some of you are going, yeah, Ken, I don't Want a best friend at work? I don't need a best friend at work. Have you had a big jug of kumbaya lately? What's going on, Ken? Are you getting soft? I don't know what you're thinking, but you cynics out there are immediately dismissing this as, why in the world would I need a best friend at work? Well, that's why I bring topics up like this. Number one, you need to hear about this. Number two, I want to provoke you to think differently. By the way, we see this a lot on social media. Anytime I post something like this, people are just, you know, almost irritated by the idea. Well, I'm just going to do my work and go home. I don't want to be friends at work. I don't want to be friendly. I just I need separation. And I get, and I get it. And I'm actually very sympathetic to that thought. And I'll tell you why. Because as I pour over the data that I share on the show all the time. We have a leadership crisis in America because we have a workplace crisis of just unhealthy workplaces, and it's solvable. But we've got to have leaders, managers, who care for people, which means those managers need to be cared for. This is not a group of people that I am targeting with criticism. It is just a simple fact that we don't train our leaders well. We don't support our leaders. And so from the very top all the way down the organization at each level you go, when the leader or the manager is not supported and trained properly and cared for, it is highly likely that they pass on the bad leadership or the bad juice, if you will. So, If you're experiencing a workplace like that, then your whole perception of the workplace is tainted. And of course you want to leave when it's quitting time and not associate with anything or anybody, like any thought. Uh, You just don't want to do it. I get it. All right, let's talk about why I'm bringing this up, though. Friendship at work matters. I'm spending a lot of time on this. Because you spend more time at work than you do anything else. And if you are feeling isolated and you don't have a relationship in what is most likely an unhealthy work environment, well, it's even worse. But isn't it true that when we go through hard times, we get through hard times easier and better when we have a close relationship walking through that storm with us? Isn't that true? It's true if we have a family member or a friend to walk through tough times. It's not that it makes the the experience less awful. It's that it increases our resilience. It could still be a storm. The storm doesn't get better because I've got a, a friend or a family member holding locking arms, hunkering down with me. It's that I have more resilience through the storm. And you know this to be true. So let's just look at loneliness for a second. Let's get out of the workplace and just look at loneliness across the board. Okay? 29% increased risk of heart disease if you are experiencing chronic loneliness. 32% risk, increased risk of stroke. 50% increased risk of developing dementia for older adults. It's why it's vital for those Seniors in our communities to have relationship and be in community. 60% increase in risk for premature death, all from feeling isolated. So now, let's get back down into the workplace. What do we see in the data about a person who feels a sense of connection in the workplace, whether that just be one good friend or they're on a team where there's a sense of community. And again, folks, when we say best friend at work, all the cynics out there go, you know, it's like the, remember the little character? Well, none of the, I get nobody but Joe, I don't think in the control room will remember. When I was a kid, you watch the Saturday morning cartoons and they had this doll called My Buddy. You remember My Buddy, Alex? My Buddy and me. Did you, you had one? Fantastic. My parents never bought me one, uh, so I had to, like, play with the dog. But uh, the point is is that we're not saying it's got to be the bestest, bestest BFF in the world. It's just in my work context, when I'm there, of my relationships, you know, I got some people, if you will, at work. So here's what we know. When you have that connection, that relationship, you got some people, you got your a person at work, here's what we see. You are more productive because you are more engaged. You are more engaged in your work because let's just get this down to brass tacks here. You aren't miserable. You feel a sense of, hey, no matter what's going on, I'm not alone. And so my engagement is deeper, which means my productivity is better. So so the problem is we've got people walking around detached, unattached, and thus Engagement is low. Productivity is low. That means results aren't as good, which means promotions aren't there. Are we starting to see the snowball effect? It just goes downhill. And you sit there and you go, I'm being ignored. I'm overlooked. I'm undervalued. All that may be true, but what part of that results, or those results rather, is because you're lonely and it is having a negative effect on you. How much of your professional prospects would change if you had a valuable, connected, healthy relationship at work? I think it's a question you have to ponder. So the problem is loneliness at work. The solution is make friends at work. I know, folks, you come here for this kind of intellectual depth. But it's just that simple. You've got to make friends at work. How? By being friendly, by being interested, have conversations with people. The more you get to know about other people, the more they want to know about you. That's one positive effect. But the more I get to know about people, I begin to figure out, well, I've got more in common with this person than I do this person. We've got a deep connection here or a loose connection here, and we, we go to the same church or maybe we our kids are in the same youth league or whatever it is, and we begin to develop connection which leads to true community. Here's what we know. Having friends at work makes you more productive and engaged. It allows you to give feedback and solve problems better. Why? Because you're not isolated. And then work friends boost your overall happiness. Happier people are more productive, more successful. They make more money and they move up faster. Now, why do we talk about this? Because if you're healthier, you're happier. And if you're happier, you're more successful professionally. Pretty simple stuff. Helping you get unstuck, helping you get ahead, helping you pivot, Helping you win. I'm Kim. Hey, the show is growing, and uh, that is because of you. Thank you. You are the greatest marketing strategy in the world. If you're enjoying it, would you share it with with people? Let me give you some people who I think you can be sharing the show with. If you've got a friend or family member who is feeling stuck, who's considering maybe making a change, and it's very scary. How about someone who's feeling lonely? We talked about loneliness today. They feel isolated at work. They feel looked over. They just feel like, hey, I'm undervalued. Let I me mean, tell you something, that's a slippery slope that could quickly get into discouragement and then depression. And so today's show, for example, if you know that person, share it with them on YouTube. Uh, it's pretty simple. Just subscribe uh, if you're watching on YouTube and then share. Uh, you can also post with a click, you know, right there below the video window. And then if you're listening to the podcast, will you follow us? That's the new metric. Give us a follow uh, and a five-star review. And again, share, share the episode. The title's right there if it Bits. You're listening, you're watching, you go, you know what, I know this person, this person, this one. we just had this conversation. You know what it is? It's one click. And you can share it via text or email, say you should listen to the first five minutes of this, if that's all it is. Uh, that's why we do what we do. So thank you very much. All right. Um I'm self-proclaimed man of the people. I do, I am aware of this. Uh, but uh one of the reasons I like to throw that fun little title out is because I'm trying to inform you. Uh, and inspire you from time to time. And so uh, as it relates to informing you, a couple of uh, items in the news here. It's, uh, and this is uh, these are industries, uh, as we see the new jobs report, uh, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Great jobs information. However, there are two areas, two industries that I want to point out Uh, have not come back to pre-pandemic levels. Now, why would I tell you this? This is not just you need to know this. There is opportunity in these industries. So I point these two industries out because some of you are looking for an opportunity where you want to stand out. And I'm going to give you two industries that if you feel a little stuck Or maybe you've been unemployed for a while, and you're going, I just need to get my feet underneath of me, Ken. I need some wins. This is why I am a man of the people. Two industries that are short of workers. Do you know what this means for you? That means if you have a pulse, they'll interview you. If you do a moderately good job in the interview, they're probably going to hire you. So that's why I'm... I'm, Understand, that's the only reason I'm telling you this. All right, here they are. The first industry, they need workers, leisure and hospitality. So this is everything from restaurants and bars to uh, hotels and on and on and on. Some of you are going, Ken, I, seriously? Oh Hold on a second. You don't need a degree to get a decent job with a nice hotel. I'm just going to tell you. You think you do? No, you don't. Show up in a nice outfit. And look like a person who showers on a regular basis. Show them your degree and your background in business or whatever you've done before. You've led people. You might just get a managerial position. They can train you on the nuances. Just say it. You could get in with a major hotel chain and get all kinds of great benefits. Is this your dream job? No, maybe it is. Maybe you want to have already served people. Leisure and hospitality, massive opportunity. Well, Ken, I don't have a degree. I don't know that I can manage a bar. Well, maybe you could. Why don't you kick the tires? Enormous opportunities right now where companies in the leisure and hospitality industry, because here's what's happening, folks. You've experienced this. I've experienced this. The weird dynamic here is is that everybody's traveling again. Everybody's going out They're, They want to go to the bar. They don't care that the drink costs you $14. They're still spending money. And yet the service is limited and sometimes poor. So you've got organizations in the leisure and hospitality industry that are looking for quality people with high character skill and experience across the gamut who just know how to get the job done and treat people right in the process, I would be looking at that because, again, they're desperate. The supply is low. That means you could be in high demand. What does that mean? A variety of things depending on who you are. But if you're looking for stability and some money and get things kind of calmed down and see what your next step is, boom, I would be jumping in. Here's another one. This is the 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 bar for entries a little higher on this one, but we've seen a massive contraction in government jobs, and I'm not a fan of government. I think it is a necessary evil. All right, so I poo poo a lot of government jobs, but teachers, you want to talk about an opportunity right now? Some of you have a college degree, and to be a teacher in today's world, you still got to have a college degree. But you might be surprised how many school systems might be willing to hire you with zero training experience because you have a college degree and you're a good communicator. I would try it. I would kick the tires. Some of you are
1: going,
0: oh, Ken, I'm telling you, teachers are leaving at an alarming rate. Some of you go, why would you send me into a burning building, Ken? Well, that's a fair question. And I and I raise it because I know the objection is there. However, If you are someone that you feel like, I can do this for a season, there might be an opportunity. I'm just telling you, uh, there's a whole host of teaching positions that are open. They cannot find good teachers, and I think it depends on the principal and the school board and the local situation. But I I, I think if you have a college degree, you might be surprised at how you could get a good teaching position. Just throwing it out there. Now, do you have to deal with a lot of crap in the public school system? Yes. Discipline problems, and so on and so forth. But just telling you, these are two industries where there's opportunity. Okay, let me move on. Uh, what do I have here? Okay. Uh, the May Jobs Report came out, and boy, was I excited to see this. Uh, this is this is incredible, folks, because we have a Federal uh, Reserve Chairman, Jerome Powell, who has raised interest rates to try to create higher unemployment. And it could have gone really poorly. He was selling pain. Well, we're going to have to go through some pain. And I I understand. I think his strategy is wrong. I don't think that he's got his hands on the wheel at all. I think this economy is taking care of itself. That's what I think. I think you're going to look back on this time after all the politics are done. Once Joe Biden is gone, whether he's got four more or not, or whoever's in the office, I don't care. When it's all said and done, I think you're going to see that we are in a small recession right now but I hate to say that because people go, they freak out when you say the R word, you know, but it's just not that big of a deal. All right, here's the good news. Jobs report came out. We added 339,000 jobs, even as unemployment rose from 3.5, excuse me, from 3.4% historically low to now 3.7%. So we saw unemployment bump a little bit. But we saw an economy add way more jobs than they expected. They were projecting somewhere in the 150,000, 150 to 160,000 jobs, and we added 339,000 jobs, so that's great. But now let's look at what's going on and what Jerome Powell and the Fed is looking at. okay? Because they're looking at wage pressures. And I, by the way, I had an Instagram reel where I was explaining basic economics, Alex. Remember the show where I went, okay, let me just explain basic economics. When Burger King, and I randomly use Burger King as an example, raises their hourly rate, then your Whopper is going to cost more money. And if the thing has been viewed now 7.6 million times, and you wouldn't believe how many idiots do not understand basic economics. They're like, oh, you're for the man. No, I'm not. I just explain how inflation works with companies. Do I think Burger King should pay their CEO less and take a little bit less profit in times of extraordinary inflation? Yes. Yes. But I didn't say that because I wasn't doing my opinion. I was explaining basic economics. But a bunch of snowflakes can't handle it. All right, I digress. But here's the deal average hourly earnings only rose 11 cents. And so that should keep Jerome chilled out on the interest rate hike. That's the one thing I wanted you to know. Bottom line, we're in a very good job economy. 10.1 million jobs available right now. Folks, You want to go make some money? Go make some money. Stop griping. All right, folks, welcome back to the show that helps you discover and do what you were created to do. And by the way, now we are helping you parents with your kids. I don't know of a more pressure-packed area of our society than teenagers that are preparing to leave high school and go to the next level of life and the parents who are parenting them in this big, oh my gosh, we got to make the right decision. We can't screw it up. It's a silver bullet. It's got to be made right. Oh my gosh, what school, what degree? Ah, It is just so much pressure. And uh, sadly, our schools are not giving kids and parents a clean, clear construct for figuring out Is college the only way? Is college the best way? And if it's not, what then? Can a high schooler have a general idea of direction or multiple directions in their life? The answer is unequivocally yes. But I've actually created a course so that parents, you don't have to do anything other than have the kid take it and have conversation with them. How about that? It's called Foundations in Career Discovery. It's a $49.99 price for one student. Additional students can be added for $30. It includes a free teacher account, which is you, the parent. Additional teacher resources, student progress tracking, and a grade book. But I promise you this, it is not intense. Again, I do all the teaching. I do all the question asking. You follow up, and there's a sense of accountability uh, as the parent. But what I can just tell you, folks, why did I create this? Because it's going to create a sandbox, a healthy, safe, sandbox for you and your kids to get inside and talk about who they are and what they might want to do and it just gives such such freedom for both of you just to be parent and kid no pressure so you also get the get clear assessment for students which will measure talent what they do best passion what they love to do and mission what motivates them what results get them fired up on a monday morning very important so uh, parents can purchase up to 10 students per account if you got mul- multiple high schoolers. So uh, go get it at KenColeman.com slash student. That's KenColeman.com slash student. Danville, Virginia is where we go. And Dustin is there. Dustin, you're on the Ken Coleman Show.
1: Hey, good afternoon, Ken. How are you doing today? I'm living the dream. What's going on with you? Uh, John lived the dream as well, man. Right. Um, How can I help? I'm having... I'm having a little problem, man. I'm, I'm currently um, just got uh, terminated from my job. Mm, i um, sorry. This is after... I appreciate that. Um, this is after last year I had left a job I'd been for for five years because I was recruited by a plant manager for another, from another plant. And it was nice being wanted. And I went in there, negotiated my deal, started. And before the first day, they had fired that plant manager. So you could imagine how that went. They didn't know what to do with me. And within three months after I was about to get a raise, they laid me off. So I went oh through gosh. all last summer mm. trying to figure out to get a job. And I had this one that I just got terminated for. And I'm just trying to figure out like, what is what's going on with me, what's up with the bad luck? Even though I'm working extremely hard, I just make small little mistakes. Mm. And I just feel like I just run to a string of bad luck.
0: Okay. Well, let's, let's, um, Let's walk through your current emotional reality, uh, because the the psychology research shows that when someone is fired from their job, Mm -hmm. it has the same emotional impact. In other words, your brain cannot decipher between losing a loved one and losing a job as it relates to the impact it has on you. It's scary. So when I tell you right off the bat, man, I'm sorry. Um, you. You need to understand that you are, your soul is mourning, is in a state of shock, a state of trauma on the level of losing a loved one. So yes. we have to take this seriously, is my point. I know you feel that. You're like, yeah, Ken, tell me something I don't know. But it, <laughs> it's. But it, But it. I'm telling you that because you need to heal. You understand? Yes, sir. So, so let me just quickly tell you what I think you need to be doing if you're not doing it, and then we'll get to the practicality of what our next steps are. But you okay. need to be surrounded by people who who you love and that love you. And you need to cry if you haven't cried or handle it however you handle it. You need to laugh, so you need to be around a caretaker. You need to be around uh, uh, a comedian right now, someone in your life that just makes you laugh uh, because it's yeah. going to be really good for you. And then I think, you know, on some level you've called me a coach, but is there someone in your life that just holds you accountable or push you right now
1: and not let you – will... go ahead. I will say my girlfriend uh, when I was – the job I told you about where – I was laid off because you know the the new boss came in. Yeah, uh, she came she came to my house that day, uh, cheered me up. And when I was embarrassed to tell her what had happened um, recently here, um, she. Like I said, she told me I'm going to be by your side no matter what, and I can't tell you how much that meant the world to me. That's a good woman. I need to get that girl a ring.
0: Brother, I was just getting ready to say you better put a ring on it, man, because that's a good woman Uh, right there. Now, but I want to say this. I don't want to diminish that effect. In fact, that's amazing. But, again, you need some other friends, and let's just keep you in a positive place right now, okay? That you're not a loser. You're not a loser. And so what I want you to do is start to think about what does it look like for me to fail forward? Yeah. Instead of, I failed. No, I failed yeah. forward. Now, let's just talk about this last job. Because the one before that yeah. is, to me, an outlier. And I don't think it, yeah. it does us any good to analyze an outlying situation. That was what I would no. truly call bad timing, or as you're saying, bad luck. Sure, I'll give you that one. Yes. This last situation, okay. we got to figure out what we can learn from it. So you were terminated uh-huh. for what?
1: Um, I had gotten a third write-up and it was, uh, we make, I don't want to go into the details of what the company is. Yeah, no, 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 no. And you don't need to, I'm just saying what they write you up for
0: doing wrong.
1: Um, I had, when I was working on a part, um, I had made the piece backwards, even though the blueprints had lined up, everything had lined up correctly. I even had someone check it, check it. And he also seemed it was deemed it was correct, but we just missed a small little thing, and the the part was backwards. And it had been the second time I had done this, and on the on um, the um, the, uh, the second time I'd done that, and during my first month on the new machine, I accidentally like dropped something by total accident, but it was still considered a write up.
0: Right. So and they have uh, a policy. So they have a policy. Yeah. Three strikes, you're out. Yes, sir. Okay. So here's a couple other things. So one is an accident. Anybody can drop something and break it. That doesn't mean you're a loser or a failure. You drop something. Yeah. All right. Um, mm-hmm. The other situation, you've done it one time before, and then this time you did it mm-hmm. again, and you had somebody else check it. Again, I don't see character flaws that I'm really concerned about. Um, I, I think there, yeah. there, there might be a slight character flaw, but... Um, but I don't feel like that's it because I think you went and you said, hey, does this look good? And you at least got some feedback. You didn't go to your manager, maybe, who had the expertise. Maybe you did. Maybe you didn't.
1: doesn't sound like you did. So here's what we're doing. Well, well, yeah, I, well, the thing was I normally do get a check there, but they weren't around. So I just went to my next coworker who always checks my stuff because that's the rule. you have to check your stuff every time before. Great. So here's the, the deal.
0: Not a character flaw. No. no. I, I wonder if you were in the right role for your skill set. Do you think you were, yes or no?
1: Uh I mean it was a manufacturing job but I did like what I was doing. Um I mean you could okay, say then. yeah cuz I liked what I was doing better than the other other machines they had there yeah. and I liked what I was doing. It was just this really it was just a small mistake on the like really Okay. Honest so here's the deal. Blueprint.
0: So what do you take away from that? We got about a minute. I want you to give me in 20 seconds or less. What's the real lesson we take away from what you just shared? What's your lesson?
1: What do you learn? Uh my lesson is um just just stay 100% focused on the job and uh, and give it everything you got. I mean, that was the, what I got from that. Yeah.
0: It, this is not something you should be beating yourself over, over the head with this. Okay. Okay? Be more careful. Okay. Slow down. Yes, There's a reason why we all make mistakes. For me, I'm a disaster. Mm-hmm. I get going so fast. All my mistakes and clumsy things are generally because I'm trying to do too much too quickly so here's the deal
1: been there
0: my man listen there's nothing wrong with you you get back up on the saddle learn from this you're gonna be okay this isn't bad luck this is just a great opportunity to learn and move forward you got this dustin this is the ken coleman show press on thanks for listening to the ken coleman show for more you can find the show on demand wherever you listen to podcasts and watch the show on youtube You can also find Ken across all social media by following at Ken Coleman.